Witness protection can't erase his past. This is Nailgun Messiah, the first book in the Micah Reed series. One novel, read to you a chapter at a time. Join us each week for a new installment of the story and get the book at jimheskett.com forward slash nailgun podcast. And now, the host and author, Jim Heskett. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm Jim Heskett, and this is the Nailgun Messiah podcast, where I'm reading one of my novels, the first book in the Micah Reed thriller series, in installments. And if this is your first time to the show, you're doing it wrong. Go back to the first episode because um, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't read a book and in, in starting in the middle because that would make no damn sense. So anyway, how are you guys? How's your week going? Um, I hope I hope your week's going well. I hope you're getting the respect you deserve at work. If not, you go right up to that boss and tell him to shove it right to his jerk face, um, and then you can you can thank me <laughs> after you stand up for yourself. You can you can treat me at nailgun M and tell me that you told your boss to shove it, and I will uh, give you an add a boy or add a girl depending. Anyway, I don't know why I just went on that workplace rant, but it doesn't really matter. So I don't um, have a whole lot of intro material here to talk about this week, uh, or this episode. I keep saying this week because I keep thinking weekly, but uh, we're going to do the show twice a week as much as possible. And again, remember, I can't promise you that there will be two episodes every week, but I will promise you one every Tuesday. So let's go ahead and get into our reading. So but before we do that real quick, we need to do a little recap a previously on Nailgun Messiah. So the only things you really need to know for this episode is that if you remember, uh, the last time we saw Micah, he had come home, he just gotten the job at the hardware store, and he'd come home, he'd been working there for a little while, he, and he'd come home to his first Bible study, and as he did, he saw the mysterious housemate named Eagle uh, that Micah had not yet met and Eagle snuck through the back of the room during Bible study and left. And then in the next chapter, we saw the um, the priest from the Catholic Church in town, Father Thomas Benedict. Father Benedict was approaching the house on Caribou Road where they're all living because he wanted to give a note to Hannah because Hannah had come in. Hannah was the um, the young woman with the curly blonde hair. Hannah had come to see him for confession and gave him this vague confession and that made him concerned about her. So he is he wanted to go see Hannah, but before he got a chance to slip a note to her or find her at the house, Eagle came outside with the scarred up baseball bat and drove Benedict away. So now we're switching back to Micah's point of view and we're going to pick up the story uh, right after that happened. As Bible study came to an end and the guests in the house were either chatting or getting ready to leave, Micah noticed Eagle entering, holding a baseball bat. He looked around, stashed the baseball bat in a broom closet, and then picked up his car keys and headed out the front door. Micah wondered if it had had anything to do with that man he'd seen outside skulking around the side of the house. Had Eagle scared off some would-be intruder, or more likely refused entrance to someone who wasn't approved for Bible study? Micah ran a quick check of the room. Hannah, Magda, and Lila were all missing from the crowd. Garrett was sitting on the floor, blankly staring at the fire popping and crackling in the fireplace. 
Micah grabbed his car keys, waited a minute, and then followed Eagle outside. He closed the door behind him quietly, trying not to attract attention from anyone inside or outside the house. Hey, a voice said to Micah's left. Rodney was standing near the firewood pile on the porch with a log in each hand. The motion sensor lights turned on, casting a shadowy glow on one side of his face. He was frowning. What are you doing here? Uh, just, just going out for a little while? Are you sure that's a good idea? Micah didn't know what to make of this housemate, the one he'd spent the most time with so far, even if that time had been guarded and superficial. Snowshoeing and discussing the Israelites' exodus over cereal at breakfast. He didn't trust Rodney, that was for sure. So Micah chose his words carefully. It's fine, I, I need to process what we learned in there and I meditate best when I'm driving. Rodney shifted the logs to the crook of one arm and sighed, preparing his response. He nodded his approval, which annoyed Micah, but he did his best to hide it. Eagle's car crept toward the road and Micah hurried to his Honda before Eagle got too far out of sight. Micah waited until Eagle had opened and shut the gate before he started his car. Rodney had already gone back inside. He followed Eagle down to the main road, making sure he kept a safe distance, but caught up quickly any time he lost sight of Eagle's taillights. He was going toward town. Micah patted his pants, feeling the little bump that Boba Fett's head made in his pocket. Okay, Boba, what would you do to unwind after you chase someone away with a baseball bat? Go down to Barker Reservoir and do some nighttime ice fishing, maybe? As far as Micah knew, Eagle didn't have a job, which was one of the main rules of the house. Everyone had to work and give some of their money to support Lila since she sat on her ass and worked on the website all day. This true man a website that was supposed to make their little religion a worldwide phenomenon, but as far as Micah knew, hadn't done anything yet. Eagle drove through town and parked his car in front of Hooligans, a building made to look like a log cabin. Micah had never been inside before, but he knew from the glowing neon signs out front what he'd find inside. The kind of place with cheap domestic beers and sawdust on the floor. People there to screw or fight or maybe both. A little tug of unease pulled at Micah's stomach, spreading trickles of anxiety through his chest. He'd only been sober a few months and hadn't been to an AA meeting in two weeks. Two weeks was a long time to wait between meetings. Walking into a bar seemed like one of the most stupid things he could do. But as he watched Eagle open the door and disappeared inside, Micah knew what to do. He had to follow Eagle, eliminate some of the mysteries surrounding these people. Micah parked and walked around the back of the bar to locate an alternate door, maybe one that would lead through the kitchen. He found a heavy metal door on the opposite end, but it was locked. He returned to his car, donned a different jacket, and replaced his knitted cap with a Broncos cap, which he pulled low to hide his face as best he could. Back at the front entrance, he cracked the door open a bit to make sure Eagle wasn't facing in his direction. When he didn't see anything, he opened the door wide and saw Eagle's long, black duster jacket facing away from him, sitting at the bar. The room was like the inside of a barn, wooden everything and farming implements nailed to the walls at intervals. Horseshoes, saddles, pitchforks. There were maybe 20 customers inside, with a row at the bar and some at high-backed booths around the rest of the single-room establishment. Micah found an empty booth off to one side that gave him a view of the bar, and he sat, facing away from Eagle. He checked to make sure his booth wasn't in the path to the bathroom, so Eagle wouldn't stumble upon him. 
Micah pulled his cap low and turned his head at the right angle to see Eagle out of his peripheral, but still retreat behind the booth wall if he had to. After a few minutes of no excitement, a server approached his table with a tablet computer in one hand, casting a glow on her shirt. She wore a collection of necklaces with different kinds of crystals, all of them clinking as they rolled around in the space above her cleavage. Hey, she said. Sorry, I didn't know you were back here. A little busier than we were expecting tonight. Anyway, you don't care about that, so what can I get you? Micah hesitated a split second as his unease turned into a thudding heartbeat in his chest. He'd ordered thousands of drinks from waitresses like this one. Not ordering a drink seemed foreign to him. A diet Coke, please. Only a diet? We're doing two-for-ones on domestics until ten. He cleared his throat. Just a diet. He slipped the, she slipped the tablet in her pocket without entering anything and walked back to the bar. Micah sneaked a glimpse at Eagle, who was now working on his third or fourth beer and shot combo. As his heart rate slowly eased, Micah wondered if he would ever feel comfortable around alcohol. He'd heard stories in meetings about people who'd been sober for years who kept it in their houses to serve to guests without feeling tempted themselves. Micah didn't see how he could get there when alcohol invaded his thoughts dozens of times a day. He slipped a hand into his pocket and squeezed Boba Fett's head, which eased his tension a little. After the server dropped off his Diet Coke and told him it was on the house, he thanked her and went back to studying Eagle. The dark stranger's eyes were on the bar, only look, looking up every few minutes to order more alcohol. While the bar stools on either side of him were occupied, neither he nor his stoolmates made any attempt at conversation. Micah wondered how long he would have to be absent before someone at the house noticed. They didn't have a literal curfew, but people seemed to stay in and keep to themselves in the evenings, Bible study or not. Another half hour later, Micah caught a familiar face strutting into the bar. Micah stared at the bearded man for a second as he hung his brown Carhartt jacket on a hook next to the front door. Then it hit him. This was the same man from the hardware store the other day, the guy who had asked him about drills and then fled when he realized Micah was a resident of 1623 Caribou Road. Micah ducked back into his booth when the man headed his way, then waited a couple moments before checking again. The man slid his ample butt onto the now-free bar stool next to Eagle, and he raised a hand to catch the bartender's attention. Someone had turned the music up a few minutes ago, and Micah couldn't hear the conversation at the bar over the loud jangle of bluegrass pumping from the speakers. But he saw the whole scenario go down. Eagle turned his head to the man and said something. The man also turned his head and said something in reply. They talked to each other for 30 seconds, both of them straightening their backs to make themselves taller. The conversation was becoming an argument, and their faces tightened as the quarrel swelled. The man stood, and Eagle swept his duster back as he also got to his feet. They pointed fingers at each other's chests, their mouths spitting incomprehensible words in a flurry of motion. Eagle threw the first punch. He decked the bearded guy in the gut, which knocked him back a few steps, arms pinwheeling. The guy recovered and tried to throw a slow and lumbering punch but Eagle sidestepped the jab and countered with a hard slap to the man's face. This fight had been going on less than two full seconds, but a half dozen people on either side sprung into action. Someone jumped in the middle and the people were trying to hold them back. Micah could read the violence in Eagle's black eyes, the pure hatred. The bearded guy looked mad, but nothing compared to the malice of Eagle's face, 
as if he could pull out a gun and shoot the man in the forehead as easily as slapping him. Since they couldn't get at each other with all the people intervening, Eagle raised his hands in a truce and bearded guy jerked his head toward the door. They were going to take it outside. Micah scrambled to get his wallet so he could throw a couple bucks on the table for the server. Then he waited until both Eagle and the guy had headed for the door before leaving his booth. A small crowd followed and Micah hurried to catch up with them so he could blend in. With his cap low and wearing a different jacket he'd kept in the trunk of his car, he figured he could stay back and remain unnoticed. Micah joined a group of ten people outside in the cold as Eagle and the guy faced off in the parking lot. The air lit up with the flurry of snow like thin flakes of soap cascading toward the ground. You should walk away now, Eagle said. His words were deep and low like a movie trailer voiceover. This will get ugly for you. Why are you freaks even here? The guy said. He turned to the crowd, maybe in an attempt to win them over to his side, but he didn't get any more words out. Eagle pounced on him, clocking the guy with a right hook that sent him spinning to the ground. Eagle stood over him as bearded guy spit blood into the freshly fallen snow. Do not stand up. Do not follow me. Eagle didn't wait for a reply. Instead, he strode off and away from the parking lot. Micah folded back into the crowd and lowered his head so he wouldn't be spotted, and when he looked up, Eagle was walking toward First Street, but his car was still in the parking lot. Micah started off after him before Eagle could disappear. Micah followed him down first, past the town's visitor center and the gem shop, and then Eagle disappeared into an alley between two restaurants. Micah broke out into a jog, but when he reached the alley, Eagle was gone. And okay, friends, that is the end of this episode's reading. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this wild and wacky adventure. Um, I know, yeah, that's, am I selling it? Am I selling it too hard? Am I selling it not enough? Am I selling it just the right amount? Anyway, thanks for, thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's installment of Nailgun Messiah. Be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Don't deprive them of this show. Go to www.jimheskit.com forward slash nailgunpodcast for information and we'll see you next week.